Hi, I'm Arianna Raji Lee, and welcome to the Passion Mama podcast. Each episode, I interview a guest about modern motherhood to address its challenges, but more importantly, to celebrate its opportunities. From prenatal experts to postnatal health specialists, nutritionists, mums, and mums to be, I ask them to share their insights and stories with us. Welcome to Passion Mama in Conversation. Hi, and welcome to the third episode of the Passion Mama podcast in conversation. Today, I am joined by co-founder of baby capsule wardrobe, Pure Bundle, Sally Giblin. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm well, very happy to be here. Good, thanks for joining us. And Merry Christmas. We just had Christmas a couple of days ago. How was it for you? Yeah, it was lovely. First Christmas in London, so quite different, but had a Really lovely day with some good friends. So yeah, very and you know it's blue sunshine too. Yeah, so yeah it, was it was very really nice day, wasn't it? Yeah, good. happy Christmas to you. Too. Thank you so much. Um, so I thought we'd probably start maybe with a bit of your background. You mentioned it's your first Christmas in London. You're obviously from Sydney. Tell us a bit about um, just generally how you're finding London life in, by comparison. Yeah, sure. So I moved here with my husband, my three-year-old, and my dog six months ago now. We moved here for my husband's work and I think it has always been a dream of mine to live in London so I'm incredibly happy to be here. It's been an insane year, it's been a whirlwind. You know, the amount of change of moving with a young family and you know, having a business back in Sydney that I've closed and then restarted here, it's been huge but I'm really enjoying it, making some good friends, doing some travel. Yeah, getting to to really, really love the city. Good. And speaking of young family, how did you find that transition for your son? He's now three three, and a half. Yeah, three and a half. So how how was that? um, I mean, maybe he was even too young to kind of notice, but for you in terms of bringing bringing the family over, how did did you find that transition? It was actually quite tough for him because I think he had a really beautiful life in Sydney. Mm. He you know, had a lot of family around, um, a lot of friends, loved his nursery back there, you know, had a really lovely life, you know, going to the beach a lot, outdoors. And when we moved here, I think he found it really tough because he just missed his family so much. And so it was quite a transition for him. And now, you know, he's found a little crew of friends. There are lots of beautiful things we're doing here and, and he's really enjoying that. But he still, you know, six months on, daily says, I miss my family. I want to go back to Sydney. Does he really? Yeah, oh, so it's actually that's really, it's, it's really tough. Yeah. It is. Because I think, too, you're trying to be in the moment and you're trying to enjoy everything you can about being in a new place and your experiences. And he still is. But I think it is that constant reminder of, of what we're missing back in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish we had a beach for you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go to Spain or something. We've already been to Cornwall. Uh, Okay, I was going to say, we're not too far, too far from the seaside. Um, Oh, bless him. Um, And you touched on this when you said when you were in Sydney, you started a business that you closed and now you've restarted. Um, Tell us a bit about what that business is. Yeah, sure. So it's called Pure Bundle. And essentially, it's all about helping new parents and helping to fight fashion waste. And what we do is we curate capsules of pre-loved clothes in amazing condition from really good brands, um, piece it all together and sell those capsules so that you know new parents who are very sleep deprived don't even need to think the hassle goes out of it and they can just buy these capsules as their baby grows. 
And I guess what we're really trying to do is make it really easy to be more sustainable. Because mm. I think often when you're trying to be more, be more eco-friendly, a lot of things out there either do cost quite a bit of money or they take quite a bit of effort. We're trying to you know, really flip that on its head. Yeah. And then I guess on the flip side, um, we also purchase clothing from parents to help them clean out their closets as they no longer need things. Um, so I'm both. You, sorry, what do you do with those clothes that 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 you purchase back from the parents? Is that do they are they again part of that pre pre love set that then go out or they donated somewhere and you just kind of take that hassle away from them? Or? So what we do is we sort through everything that they've sent to us. Um, it's all done by a post, and basically anything that meets our really strict criteria of brands and condition and cleanliness that then goes into capsules we create together. And then anything that isn't quite good enough, but most of the time is still pretty amazing, it's just got a tiny flaw, maybe it's a, a supermarket brand, something like that, that then goes on to charity and directly goes to parents who really need that clothing. That's really awesome. I think what you're doing is incredible, obviously, with this whole kind of sustainable fashion and people trying to make better choices, but actually struggling to do that either just, as you say, because from a cost perspective or a time perspective, um, it's really hard to do sometimes. So it's amazing that you guys are sort of helping that. Um, what, what kind of gave you the idea to, to do this business in particular? Yeah, so I think my background is in corporate, but at the same time, I'd spent you know, my whole career doing a lot of volunteer work as well, particularly education, international development. I just had this very strong urge since quite young of always wanting to do something that I guess just kind of made the world a better place, be it a social or environmental impact. And so after I had my, my child, Leo, I was searching for something, really trying to figure out what can I do that is something that, that helps parents and fits that social environmental goal as well. Because I think your life changes so much when you become a parent, just fundamentally in so many different ways. And I think that whole concept of scratching your own itch, there are so many things you think, well, I could do this or this or this and, and help parents. Um, and so I did an accelerator program back in Sydney comes from Silicon Valley called the Founder Institute. And that actually helped me through this process of figuring out exactly what I wanted to focus on and build that business. But the actual idea came from, I was just looking in a, a sustainability magazine one day, and I saw this um, business in Denmark called Vigor that does rental of baby clothes. And I just, I just looked at it and I just kind of fell in love with it. I thought that is, that is really smart and, and was reflecting on my own you know, situation and constantly needing these new clothes for my child um, and spending a lot of money and feeling like I was wasting a lot of resources through that process too and spending a lot of time. Um, so I started talking to customers and, and talking to people and just other parents and testing it with them and thinking, is this something you might enjoy? And I guess the feedback in Sydney when I first started this that came back was, I love the idea of being more sustainable, but pre-loved is probably the first step that they'd go to rather than rental. And that was where I then kind of really started to develop this concept. Right. So what's what's the can you define what pre-loved actually is? What what is that what is that is that definition? Is that just second hand or is it how how would you how would you how would you define pre-loved? Because it's a lovely yeah. it's a lovely yeah, phrase. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess to me pre-loved just means it's not coming, you know, straight from a store and you're buying outright because a lot of times even someone might get a gift or yeah. they might purchase something and we even resell stuff that's new with tags because things don't even get used or, or washed in the process. So it's it's literally just, you know, not going to a retailer yeah. and buying it straight away. So it's also that that resale concept too. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Um, 
so do you think that is it is it just a cost and time thing and i say just because those are two massive massive um hindrances but are those the two main considerations or concerns or things that hold people back from making more sustainable choices do you think or is it also perhaps maybe a lack of education i know that things are changing now and it's becoming more and more to the fore of of every kind of business's um i guess mantra mm. um or kind of purpose but um what do you think some of the some of the reasons are that hold people back from making slightly more sustainable choices so i think yeah time and cost is is definitely up there but I think too, yeah, it's, it's just been that there's always a particular way of doing things. And I think, you know, I'm really seeing through everyday conversations now, people are becoming so much more aware of the need to, you know, do things that's, that's better for our planet and better for the environment. And so I think as that awareness continues to grow um, and as perceptions change, people are going to become more and more keen to find ways to be more sustainable. And I think if you look at something like Uber or Airbnb, you know, back quite a few years ago, it would have sounded crazy to get into some random person's car and for them to drive you about. But actually, with all these controls Uber's put in, I personally feel safer in an Uber than I do in a taxi because I know I could even, you know, send a text notification to my husband saying where I am and where I'm going. Airbnb, that's my go-to when I'm traveling. I don't really do hotels so much. It's more about Airbnb because you get these amazing places for better value. But you know, back a few years ago, that would have sounded crazy staying in someone's home. So I guess I really feel like pre-loved clothes is a bit like that. There are definitely people today that are all about pre-loved and really happy to do it. But I think more and more we're going to see people that only ever thought about buying new go to pre-loved. And I know I fit in that category personally myself. I used to be a fashion buyer back in Sydney. That was you know, a huge part of, of what I used to do when I was younger, always having these new clothes. I just didn't realise the impact I was having on the environment, the envi you know, the resources I was wasting, I did not realise. Whereas now I've completely turned around and if I can, you know, the first place I'll go is try and find something of really great quality that's pre-loved. And I love online platforms for that. Do you have any that you would recommend? That you use your set for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so my jacket sitting over there, that's actually from Bestiaire Collective. Is it? Yeah. 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 I mean, I've had good and not so good experiences with them, but that jacket, you know, I love and I never would have found something that it basically does look like new. Mm. Never would have found that um, otherwise, I don't think. You know, I think online definitely opens up this platform for finding um, items that otherwise would take you a huge amount of time and effort. Yeah. Um, and I guess making more sustainable fashion choices for obviously your son yourself your family i guess that then seeps into all the other you know choices that you guys make as a family right how much you travel where you stay mm. as you say hotel versus every you know that type of thing um have you seen other shifts in your behavior that are, you know stem from setting up this business and with its with its kind of causes and impacts absolutely and and actually I'm quite proud of my husband because I think you know for the last few years this whole journey I've been on it's really seeping through to him I mean even for Christmas he really wanted to get our son a pedal bike and uh, he was the one that suggested oh should we try and find one that's pre-loved I was, I was so proud of him and then you know even last night he was there cleaning all of our shoes and scrubbing them up and he said to me I was actually about to go buy a new pair because I thought I'd trash these but I just thought maybe I'll just try and clean them up and see what I can do and look at them, they look amazing now. 
That's good. It hugged him because I thought it's quite amazing how someone's perceptions can really change over time when you're just exposed to different ways of thinking. Yeah. Oh, that's that's lovely. Mm. Good, good on him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's get back to the business a little bit. you work with a co-founder, yes. right? So tell us a bit about how you met. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So my co-founder is um, Thais. She's fabulous. She is originally from Brazil and she's lived here for a long time in London. And this accelerator that I mentioned before, <clears throat> excuse me, I did that in Sydney. And when I graduated through that program um, and knew that I was going to be moving over here, I asked the directors, do you know anyone in London you could connect me with? And they ended up connecting me with her. And so I still remember being there in Bondi, actually, having um, a Google Hangouts chat with her. Um, when she was in London, I was there in Sydney, just meeting her for the first time, just as someone to connect with who was doing something similar because she had a kids rental business that was in very early stages. And yeah, then when I moved to London, we caught up for coffee a few times. And she suggested, why don't we just experiment with working together, see what it's like. And it was, it was really good because we spent a couple months just doing a few projects, working together on the Pure Bundle concept. And yeah, we just found we really loved working together, have a great, um, I guess, compliment in terms of she's an ex-investment banker, loves the finance, really great at figuring out logistics and efficiencies, which is critical for this kind of business. Whereas I'm loving all of the, the branding and marketing and um, the actual curation of the capsules and that fashion element too. And I think we really challenge each other, which is great. So that kind of, you know, real, um, I guess, dialogue back and forth really helps mm. too. That's really important. Mm. Um, I, I guess for me personally, i just love to know, because I've, I've met a few people who have very similar ideas, um, or at least partially the same idea of a passion mama that, that, you know, we kind of share similar visions um, of setting up businesses. It's always, at what point does the meeting just be a conversation about, okay, we have a shared vision here and, mm-hmm. and like, let's learn from each other and see how we might be able to kind of bounce off each other and, and help push each other. And then taking it to that step, why don't we actually try and work together mm. here? Was there a moment, with, you know, in those initial meetings, were you ever like, oh, we could work together, but I won't say anything? Or were you waiting for her to say something? How did that, yeah. how did, that did it feel like there was a moment and you were both like, okay, let's just jump in and do this? Or... I don't know, was it sort of... Okay, so no, thinking back, there actually was a bit of a mismatch. So I think Ty, I call her Ty, um, she suggested it earlier than I was ready, I think, because I was still in the crazy of moving countries. Mm. And I was still, I, I was trying to keep running um, the Sydney business and then ended up needing to shut that down because it's too challenging to do it from here. And so I was still in the, the whole headspace of that. She suggested it and I said, look, I'm, I'm not ready. Maybe let's revisit it later. Um, and it took me a little bit longer time, maybe only even three or four weeks. But then I went back to her and said, right, should we try this? Do you want to do it? And then that's where it kind of all happened. So it probably, it's like anything with relationships, you know, and connecting with people. It takes one person to put it out there mm. and just see. And it might not be the right person and that's fine. And that's how we approached it that, you know, we might just walk away from this and that's okay. But I think you just got to put yourself out there. Yeah, it's true. And I think what you guys did was really smart. You kind of tested working together first. And then, you know, if it, if it was a fit, then great. If it wasn't, no harm done, you know, we could still be friends and yeah, walk away, you know, so that's exactly, really... Exactly, yeah. Um, I think also skill set, as you say, is really, really important, mm. having kind of um, differentiating ones. But I guess the most important one is obviously having a shared vision for the business. 
the end goal. So mm-hmm. what is what is your vision for Pure Bundle? Where where do you want to you know where do you hope to end it end up seeing it go? Yeah, sure. I mean, we want this thing to be big. We really do. So we very much want to change the face of how people you know get clothes for their children. And it's it's not so much, I guess, for us about you know this fashion thing. It's more about helping parents clothe their kids in a really gorgeous way. The outfits and the clothes are absolutely gorgeous. Um, you know, helping parents do that from when they're born, you know, up to when they're, you know, even 10 years old. Mm. And then also going back the other way and doing it with maternity clothes as well, because that's another thing that you use for a very short period of time. And, you know, we'd love to expand this eventually, you know, to other places within Europe um, as well. That's really cool. Um, And how are you finding managing, running a business and running a home, moving, adjusting to a new city, that type of thing? How How are you finding that? balance how are you managing that balance (laughs) it's always a juggle it's a constant juggle figuring it out and I think I think for me one of the things that's really been helping me is this concept of simple living and just always pulling it back to the things that matter most for you so you know focusing on you know who you really care about so much in your life the activities the things you want to spend your time doing and for me you know it's absolutely family it's it's my best friends and it's it's really trying to make something a pure bundle um, and also trying to be you know healthy and exercise and eat well and I think I'm just trying to really spend my time um, in a conscious way to try and make that possible mm-hmm. and I mean it, it never feels like there's enough time ever but and I think constantly rejuggling things too if I've been you know neglecting parts of my life then trying to um, I guess come back to it too and, and keep checking in. Yeah. And I think having a co-founder is amazing with that too because, you know, even at the moment, um, Ty is currently in Brazil with her family um, and just had a pretty special occasion with her little boy being christened. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then we're going to have one day of crossover where she comes back to London and then I go off to Sydney to be back with family for a special occasion there. And, I mean, we're both still working and doing stuff when we're not in London, but I think... Yeah, that definitely helps. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and then one final question, I guess. Um, what Would you have any kind of tips for mothers um, who are considering or thinking about starting their own business or kind of working for themselves? Um, any advice that you might have for them? Yeah, sure. Okay, so I think it's probably three things. The first one is make sure you're doing something you're passionate about because no matter what, you spend a huge amount of time on it and you need to love it and be so obsessed with it that you just want to keep working on it because this is hard it absolutely is and you know building any business any startup is is challenging and i think you need to want to do it so much and have that real um, need to make some change or do something in the world i think second you need to surround yourself with other people that are trying to do something as well um, in creating some sort of business or change Um, Because being able to bounce ideas and challenges and all of that with other people really helps. And it also helps to just work with other people. Um, And I think the third thing, I found doing an accelerator amazing. I think there's a lot out here in London. Mm. There's a huge space for it, so there's a lot of choice. But it definitely helps you. uh, I know the one I did, you know, it really helped with a huge amount of challenge and... Um, mentorship and community and you know helping to really form what you were doing and so I'd highly recommend just exploring what's out there. 
Awesome. Three great tips I'm going to take for myself. <laughs> um, Sal, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Pleasure. Really, really wonderful story. Incredible company that you, you've, you've set up. Um, you'll be joining us um, at our pop-up on the 1st of February um, alongside the little, the little Loop Clothing Company and Nurture Collective for a panel on the circular economy and making kids' fashion more sustainable. Yes. So can't wait for that, guys. Book your tickets. Um, and thank you so much. Wonderful. Thanks Cheers. so much for having me. Thank you.